Welcome to another podcast from the School of Economics and Finance at Queen Mary University. My name is Ashley Arnold, and recently I caught up with one of our careers consultants. I'm absolutely delighted today to be doing a podcast with my colleague, Laura, and to discuss careers uh, in particular. So, Laura, welcome. Well, thanks, Ashley. It's good to be back on the podcast. So then, it's um, been a very busy year so far, and we're just, uh, you know, a month in, so to speak. Um, so what, what's going well for you in particular, you, uh, you know, in your job and your, your role and everything that's going on at Queen Mary? I think it's a nice time of year. Um, you know, we've all got the first semester under our, our belt, which involved lots of um, you know, meeting our new cohort of first year students and some postgraduate students. Um, and now into the spring, just sort of seeing through lots of appointments uh, and starting to get, I suppose, some success stories from some students. So my colleagues and I spent a lot of time working with first years and are starting to hear that some of them have got onto spring weeks, which are skills programmes run by employers to get give students an insight into their sector um, and that's a great way to see that the work that we're doing is sort of paying off and, and it's great to know that students have yeah, I suppose gotten that first step of the ladder. It's a good point that you raise you know uh, all focus now on undergraduate uh, students who will join us in September but also current students and we'll, we'll come to that a bit later but you know we've got a few questions that we agreed that we'll sort of go through that would be very useful useful for our listeners and prospective students but also parents and carers and, and those invested in um, those coming to possibly Queen Mary in September. So I think the first thing to ask is, you know, what do you see that's distinct in particular about CEF and the way CEF approaches its career development of its students? I think CEF really are invested in students leaving the university as undergrads or postgrads with a great career in whatever they would like to do. But of course, as you might imagine, that's often something in finance or economics. And because of that, you know, I think that the school really do invest a lot in career support um, and we have so many different things on offer. So, for instance, my role is part of a dedicated team um, of support to students um, as part of a wider team in the university. So along with three other colleagues, um, we work, um, you know, we're sort of attached to CEF. And in my role as a careers consultant, I come with a background in the finance sector myself, as do some other colleagues. So you, I suppose that you know that the people that are going to be supporting you or your, your child um, really do know the industry that, that they're hoping to work in and can give really good support and advice. Other specialist support that we provide. So, for instance, uh, one of my other colleagues it's very much focused on the employer side. So he's a sort of an employer engagement manager and you know, recently advertised, I think it was something like 60 micro internships, um, really interesting short work experience placements that students of any age could apply for to sort of get some experience, really interesting experience on their CV in an area that they might wish to go on to do. So I know that there were analyst positions, economics interns, marketing roles, data. So some really sort of nice things to get, get students interested and build up the CV. He also runs specific events. So, for instance, things in consulting or investment banking or, uh, you know, going into economic consultancy. Um, so, again, that students really get a specialised careers programme that's 
you know, really relevant to them. Something else that I think is great, and um, I wouldn't say it's completely unique to to Ceph, but it, there's not so many places that do it, is that we, you know, as I say, we invest in students, we invest early. So all undergraduates um, will take part in a compulsory module in their first year that focuses on key skills um, and information that students really need to know early on in their career to be successful. So they, you know, they go to some lectures with us and then they also take part in some assessments. So, you know, first of all, like writing their CV, practicing a video interview, learning how to do a psychometric test, which are not much fun and definitely need, they need to work on. We would on them, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, these sorts of things that um, are important to get them going on. So, uh, yeah, and, and it's a wonderful team uh, and so enthusiastic. And I think, you know, between you, you really are very passionate about what you do. So I think, you know, th- that compulsory module, embedding that into the programs is, is a wonderful way to really get people to f- focus on and think about their careers, you know, even at the very beginning of their program. So, you know, why is it such an important element then? All those things that you've mentioned, why should people come to the school and, and say, I really need to invest some time in this? Well, I think there can be a perception that if you get into a good university, which, you know, we like to think that we are, and you leave with a really good grade, that will be enough to get you the job that you want. And, you know, I think maybe if you don't mind me saying from when you and I, Ashley, (laughs) started our careers, the world has changed, I think. Just a bit. Mine more than yours, maybe. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think I think for both of us, you know, it used to be that academics were sort of, you know, the really crucial thing. And of course, they are still important. Employers really want you to to leave with a, you know, very good grade. And if you if you have a look at graduate schemes, for instance, you'll see that they all want a 2-1 or better. Um, But what we see more and more is that they're looking for really rounded candidates. They are looking for people who can bring a range of skills and experiences to the workplace. And, you know, much of this are uh, sort of soft skills, right, that can be gained in a range of settings. So, First of all, work experience is extremely important. So we would encourage students to perhaps yeah, do some kind of internship as part of, you know, during their course uh, or perhaps get a part time job or get involved in some of the other activity which teach you sort of a wider range of skills that are really attractive to employers. And I guess by that I'm meaning things like teamwork or problem solving or leadership. All of these things come up on the job descriptions that, that students will start to look at. And you find a lot of those things beyond the classroom, beyond the lecture theatre. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. You know, there are so many other elements that, that come into what makes a really good program and a good offering. And I know, you know, when I'm out there talking about the program, you know, careers is at the forefront because, you know, people want to know, and not just prospective students, you know, parents and carers. And again, as I said at the beginning, people invested in, in young individuals, they want to make sure that they're investing uh, their future, their time into something that's going to have a tangible outcome. And I know people are very successful uh, from the school and, and in large part, with what you and, and uh, Serena and Aminal do. So people listening in, I, I hope that they will also explore some of the other areas of our careers uh, or web pages that I'll obviously put into the uh, the notes on the podcast. But let's look at the, you know, how would we map out? So if somebody starts in September, what can they expect in their first year? And what would that look like then for the following years in terms of networking or the societies they get invested in is there is there a roadmap or is it really something that they pick and choose 
are things that we recommend that you know see, seem to work, I suppose. And for certain, so for instance, um, in the school, we have a lot of students who are interested in a career like investment banking. And um, you know, every year there's lots of students who's that's sort of a possible path for them. And um, you know, the way into certain sectors like that is to start early. So meaning in the first year, you apply for a spring week, which is a one or sometimes two week structured program with an employer that's very actually quite competitive to get into. But if you get on that spring week, that puts you in a fast track route into a place potentially as a summer intern at the same employer in the second year. And then if you were the summer intern in the second year, that gives you a very good chance of getting in when you graduate uh, to the graduate scheme of choice. So it can be sort of a, yeah, I don't know, a ladder, an escalator, whatever you want to call it, that one thing leads to another. But for all students, whether or not they're sort of interested in you know something as competitive as, as banking, I guess what we recommend is still to start early. So that could also be in your first year, get involved in a society. Um, societies are a really vibrant part of university life. They're still continuing even while we're online. Um, and, you know, a couple that are really, you know, thrive every year at Queen Mary are the Banking and Finance Society, the Trading and Investment Society, getting involved in those sorts of things, learning about a sector, maybe putting your hand up as, um, you know, treasurer or being somebody who organises events or the person who chairs. This is really great experience to put on your CV early on but there's so many different things you could do right in your first year you could also you know you could do a bit of volunteering or you could become a student ambassador it's really just showing I suppose that you're a motivated um, person who's keen to develop and then you progress as the years go on taking on other opportunities you've mentioned the societies there and I couldn't agree more you just have to go on for example Instagram and you can see all the fantastic events they're putting on and even though it's all remote they're doing some fantastic things and I, I get a lot of my own ideas from from what they're doing so I think it is truly um brilliant and I know there's a new one coming online very soon that I've been asked to get involved in from a marketing side which is uh, women in consulting and uh, so that's from Lovely. one of our, our students so hopefully that that will get the sort of the green light and go ahead so yeah it, it, I think they're just absolutely wonderful I was just gonna say can I jump in with um a message to our postgrads for their roadmap so I think something that um I like to say and it you know it's really important for those thinking of doing you know master's study that it's the same thing but starting early as part of your master's qualification is also super important because you have this very special but one year with us so um for our sort of uh, candidates who join in September, who are hoping to, um, let's say, get on a grad scheme at the end of that year, you actually need to be starting to apply for those roles in larger companies as you arrive at the university, either virtually or in person. So again, it's just really important to, to I suppose, prioritise your career and have it in mind and have in mind, you know, why am I doing this qualification? What do I hope it will uh, achieve for me and then um, get familiar with the advice that we offer I suppose so you know what you need to do and when. And I'm so pleased that you've highlighted that because I have done a, a recent podcast as well from one of our alums who said exactly the same thing get in early start doing these things as early as possible as a PGT student so um, I think that's good to uh, have reinforced that and 
So the big thing that the careers uh, offer, uh, coaching uh, and, and mentoring. So could you tell us a bit more about what that involves, what students can expect from that? So I guess in terms of careers coaching, that's something that we offer you know, directly in the career service by somebody like me or some other colleagues. And as mentioned, you know, we come with a background in the financial sector in some way. So have some personal insight, I suppose, into what it's like being in those careers. But ultimately, though, it's all about what does the you know, student want to get from that session? So you book in with us, you have a, quite a short but 20 minute appointment, but you can book as many as you like and bring to that session any careers questions that you have. So it could be something like, I don't know what to do when I finish. That's such a common one. You know, I've, I've started on this course in economics um, but I'm not really sure what would be right for me. You know, we can uh, help somebody work through that question um, and find sort of tangible action steps they can take to move forward. Likewise, we can discuss, you know, what certain job roles involve. We can discuss, you know, help students identify the skills that they have um, and how they can sell them on to an employer. All different things. We give practical feedback on things like CVs and applications, you know, really sort of specific and guided feedback that helps you make a good quality application. So that's just a few things, I suppose, that we do within the team. But you mentioned mentoring. So mentoring is something, yeah, that we can sort of connect students with. We have a, a program called Q Mentoring, where students can apply to be partnered with a mentor from business. Usually people want to be, you know, with somebody who's doing the sort of job that they, they think they might like to do in the future. And over, you know, a sort of a medium to long-term relationship, let's say meeting once a month for half an hour, an hour, that person can really sort of share their insights into what it might be like to be an analyst, what it might be like to be a consultant, whatever it might be. And a mentor, you know, can do some of the things of a careers coach, actually. They can help somebody with their CV because they're the ones in the business and they may have that sort of um, really good on the ground perspective. Um, but it's also a great way of building up your network, right? Because not everybody comes to university with parental network, with a family network, with lots of work experience. So, you know, you, you build that up with a mentor. Maybe they can introduce you to some interesting people or they can um, recommend some events you could go to. I think often for people, you know, coaching and mentoring just is so helpful to build confidence. And then, yeah, sort of um, help somebody see over the top of a mountain, I think you know, really sort of extend some insight to them. Yeah, and I, I think that's a lovely way of, of putting it. And I know a lot of students get a lot of value from the careers consultant, and you can just see the bond that, that struck up. You just have to look on um, something like LinkedIn. You can see, you know, how people are getting a lot from it. And, you know, yesterday a student posting how they've become a mentor and they're being able to give back. So, you know, it, it's just got a wonderful atmosphere that, uh, you know, you as career consultants have created at Ceph, And I think that's uh, wonderful and it also helps me when I'm talking about, you know, Ceph uh, and, and what we do. So just to finish off, uh, just another couple of quick questions that I think listeners would find uh, really useful. So what, what's career's ultimate aim in terms of, you know, why do you exist and, and, and what you do? And I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there co anything coming online that we could know about? <laughs> I'll come back to that bit. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I thought I'd throw you. Don't worry. Um, what's our ultimate aim? I'm going to answer that first. So I, I suppose I see us as, you know, a, a partner to students in their career journey, because 
you know, particularly for undergrads, it's all new. You know, I've just been in a session with students. They've never written a CV before yet. And we're here to, I suppose, help support, open students' eyes, get them knowledgeable, um, provide opportunities to them. But in terms of our outcomes, I mean, we have this sort of vague terminology that we want students to have a positive next destination. Mm. Um, But by that, we mean, you know, a really good job that's suitable for a graduate um, and and specifically where that is I feel is guided by what the student wants to get out of the experience some people want to yeah be economists um, some people want to teach uh, some people will go on to further study and it's um, you know helping people to identify that goals partly and, and if I may I think one other thing I would say is this sort of a, a thing that I think is really helpful also is that you know, the world is changing. We're living through a time of crises, but it's not the first one. <laughs> I was going to say, there'd be many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be many. Um, it, it won't be the last. Um, we're all working um, longer. Uh, it's already expected, you know, we're not like our parents where you stayed in the same job for many, many years. What is happening now is that you have quite a flexible life. You have lots of different jobs. And I'm saying all of this to get to the point that I, I think also what we what we hope is that students will develop the skills that they need to manage their careers in the longer term. You know, they know how to sell themselves. They know how to make decisions. They know how to network. And all of these things, they know their soft skills and they know how they can apply them in different settings. I think this is what will help, you know, help help people sort of learn and adapt to whatever situation they find themselves in yeah and I've said this before you know I really wish I was a student now because everything that, that happens at university now and you mentioned it earlier just didn't happen and um, <laughs> I might have had a very quite a different career um, I think that's a wonderful addition to to anybody's time at, at university so thank you for that and I did put you on the spot and I think uh, you know you almost try to get yourself out of this one so any secrets that we can know about careers and anything coming online that we could know about I think just I suppose you know we talked a lot about what the careers team offer and the specific support within the CEF careers team but I suppose I would just point you to some of the things happening in CEF generally as a school which connect really well to careers that we you know promote to students so for instance QMIF is a student managed investment fund um, where I think students work in teams and write a proposal to buy stocks and shares up to £40,000. And then those who are, you know, the successful proposal, they do then buy those shares and they trade them and they see how they get on. And I just think what a really interesting way of gaining, I suppose, you know, practical real life experience of, of managing an investment fund that would just look so good on your CV. There's also through the financial trading programme that lots of students can get involved in, the chance to use a Bloomberg trading terminal. Again, you know, put that on your CV and you want to work in banking. That just looks fantastic. And then also I know that there's, you know, there's modules of things like coding, which again can be quite attractive now to some employers where you can gain, I think, C++ and Python skills. So some of the sort of harder skills, I suppose, that for those interested in economics and finance would be really attractive. So I suppose, um, yeah, the sorts of things I'm excited about. So we have um, visiting Professor Daniel Trinder uh, joining us in just over a week again, um, delivering a presentation on the impact of Brexit and the pandemic 
Um, I think he'll be looking particularly at the financial market, but also, you know, the job market and just, you know, helping students build that awareness of what's going on in outside in the in the wider world and how can you adapt yourself, I suppose, so that when you're graduating, whether that's in two years, one year or this summer, um, you're more informed about where the jobs are and uh, where the opportunities are. And that sort of information is essential. Thank you. I think that's a, a great addition. I think it's a, a good way to end the, the last 20 minutes because I think that's got everything in there that our listeners would want to know. And I know that we will have uh, more conversations on podcasts and we'll bring students in who can talk with the team uh, about their experiences. So we'll, we'll definitely be doing that. So Laura, thank you very much for your time today. And anybody who uh, does tune into our podcast, as I always say, please go and seek out our social media accounts on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn uh, and Twitter. Uh, and obviously, if you're listening to this, you've already found us on iTunes and Spotify and all the other podcast platforms. So thank you again for listening. Laura, thank you again for your time today. And I know there'll be many more later this year. Oh, pleasure. And I look forward to meeting some of your listeners, or I hope to meet some of your listeners in the future in an appointment or something like that. That's wonderful. Thanks again. Take care.